Welcome to the Here and the Now from wherever and whenever you are. I'm Stephanie, licensed mental health counselor, and I'm here with Maisha. Want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Maisha, and I'm a counseling intern at CAPS. Yes. So today we're going to talk about a couple things, self-care and coping skills. I'm sure everyone has heard of coping skills and self-care. So we'll talk about what does it mean to self-care. Mm-hmm. So, Maisha, what do you think when mm-hmm. someone asks you if their self-care is on point? Well, I I always think when I hear the word self-care that it scares a lot of people because it's like we're often said, like, self-care is kind of trendy. So now when you're in class, when you're at work, when you're anywhere, everyone's like, oh, self-care, self-care, self-care. So we're at the point where we're self-care overloaded, mm-hmm. but we don't really know what self-care means. Exactly. So I think it's very personal to different people. So my self-care might not look like your self-care. Right. And I mean, for me personally, maybe self-care might look like exercising or, you know, cooking or something like that. But for somebody else, it could be something else. Exactly. There are different domains for Mm -hmm. Mm self-care. And so I guess let's start talking about those different domains. So you mentioned exercising. Mm -hmm. That's a form of physical self-care. What other ways can we self-care in a physical way? Hmm. I think especially like on the co- in the college environment because, you know, I'm also in graduate school, like resting, getting the adequate <laughs> amount of rest. Right. Um, when we forget that rest means to restore, right? And we have to restore on multiple levels. It's not just physical. It's not just sleeping. But in this case, when it's ta- we're talking about physical self-care, sleeping is so important. We need to restore on a physical level. So resting is definitely one. Exercising, um, food, mm-hmm. right? That gives us the energy to do our normal basic activities, to work at a cellular level. We forget that we need to nurture ourselves. So sleeping, exercise, yeah, and um, I don't know, just like even, I don't know, what else is there with physical? Maybe even just, sometimes you know how some people say, I don't know if this is considered physical, but like, you look good, you feel good, so maybe like with your physical appearance sometimes, you know, making sure, you know, your hygiene and stuff. So for me, I know I love like, a form of self-care is like a long shower, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's really good for me with my mental too, so I don't know. Yeah, personal hygiene mm-hmm. is a physical thing yeah. too. And there is, like, when we've seen clients, mm-hmm. I know that that's something that we look at. It's like, hey, are they at least taking mm-hmm. care of themselves like on Physically. that basic level? Because some of those things do come up in a medical, like it manifests medically, mm-hmm. and it is a physical thing if you're medically not okay. Right. So absolutely. So physical self-care is so important. I think that's the one that a lot of people recognize the most. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also psychological and emotional self-care. And I think Mm. you may have brought that up, but um, I have a a list here that I'm looking at. Mm. And I think that some of us really don't pay too much mind to the psychological, emotional Mm -hmm. self-care. But I have a list here and I'm just going to name a couple and I want you to kind of just tell me what you think. But taking time off. <laughs> you start off with a tough one. <laughs> yeah, taking time off. That's, that is tough. People are like, what's that? Taking time off, that's, that, I don't have time for that. Well, even when you think about this the past two years, like when we all kind of got like shut down, you know, 
that idea of taking that time off and being home, even though there was a lot of other things going on, of course, but even having that time to be home and not having anything to do, a lot of people freaked out because we're not used to taking that time to ourselves and really just stepping away from, like, all the pressures of work, school, and all that stuff. Exactly. People forget that when we take time off and try to restore, Mm -hmm. right, we actually end up being more productive instead of burning out all the way through. (laughs) So taking time off is so important. Participating in hobbies. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. What are your hobbies? What are you? I was just going <laughs> to ask you. How did you yeah, know? I knew you, you had the eyes. Like, yeah, what are your hobbies? I was going <laughs> to ask you. But my, I like karaoke. Oh, really? It forces you to breathe if someone asks, you oh know. Oh, my gosh. How is this therapeutic? You breathe more. Really? Really? <laughs> karaoke? I don't know. I can't sing, so I don't know. Those that um. don't, karaoke. <laughs> no? Okay. How about yours, Naisha? What do you do for hobbies? Well... I have a lot of hobbies. I do a lot of random things, but I like basketball. Um, That's fun. I usually play with my family or photography, videography, um, stuff like that. Yeah, I love little little creative outlets, but also like competitive outlets too. So that kind of stuff. Yeah, those quality time mm-hmm. with your family yeah. can be very emotionally restorative. Yeah. You said what? What else did you say? Photography and Photo- videography. Yes. Yeah, taking those moments to capture beauty that in itself is like practicing mindfulness right when you take pay attention to those details Mm -hmm. so or even just being a outlet for creativity because sometimes I feel like there's not that much room for creativity I think even this is like a a form of like creativity and like a cool little thing too so that's also a form of self-care yeah absolutely yeah exploring those those ideas Mm -hmm. that's what I did yeah exploring some ideas (laughs) yeah okay um, getting away from distractions, mm. like phone and email. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, I like that one too. Um, because I think even thinking about it, when you set your timer and saying like, oh, I'm going to give myself a limit for all this stuff. Sometimes I go over that limit. I don't realize like how much time I actually spend on my phone. Mm-hmm. So even like on the weekends, maybe just not checking emails and stuff like that and kind of detaching so you can have time to focus in and really enjoy your time and your break. I like that one. Yeah, it's especially back to what you you were saying earlier that it's like the latest craze where everyone's like, I'm going to take time away from my phone. Yeah. And that is like a, is it a fad? Would you call it a fad? I think it's a a wave. I don't know. Fad wave, same thing. It's popular right now where you're just disconnecting from these screens Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I feel about, I mean, I think it's necessary, Mm -hmm. but like you said, it's like you put these Mm -hmm. boundaries on how often, and some of us are violating them. So really being true to our boundaries about our our electronics is really important. Yeah, or even when you think about it, like social media, sometimes we don't realize how much we're on it and how much um, it impacts our mental health Mm -hmm. um, with just insane beauty standards just the need for like keeping up with whoever and whatever is going on so that's why sometimes I think it might be a little helpful to disconnect but as long as we're like being really intentional with it and not just as you said like following it for a trend in a wave yeah and we end up internalizing some of the things that we see that might not be the healthiest thing all the toxic positivity that isn't very realistic yeah like that's not real but some of us don't know how to differentiate the two, so it's really important that we do just connect. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Let's see. There's a couple other ones here that I think is that might be really interesting. Expressing feelings in a healthy way. Mm. Talking, creating art, journaling. What do you think about that as psychological or emotional self-care? I think those are really, really good, um, really good forms of self-care. I think journaling is a big one that it's like I want to get into, <laughs> like, because I love it. I love the concept. I love doing it. I just hate writing. I don't know, <laughs> but I think it is really beneficial because once you're once I finish writing, I just feel so much lighter, mm-hmm. and um, so I can definitely see the positive effects of like releasing your emotions, like on paper or maybe typing it out and stuff yeah. like that. I think w- as therapists, we write a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we avoid writing after <laughs> we're done with our sessions. No, for real. <laughs> like I'm like actively avoid and writing at all costs <laughs> i love to write but i don't want to do it afterwards right like my hands are right. gonna fall off exactly so there but there are other ways that we mm-hmm. can express ourselves and there are like apps that we can use mm-hmm. where we can uh, speech to text is another one too right 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 um identifying also people that are healthy for us that we can talk to in a healthy way yeah oh i keep moving the mic um that we can talk to in a healthy way is very important so like these are great i um Examples of psychological, emotional self-care. Do you have any others that you can think of? Um, let's see. Psychological and emotional self-care. I know we we talked about a couple, like, different things, but I was looking at um, this thing I have in front of me, and it was talking about grounding. Um, I don't know where that would fall into these um, <laughs> self-care, um, like which bracket, but maybe it actually could fall into the spiritual self care. Actually, it does fall yeah. into the spiritual. Then self-care. let's kind of transition to spiritual <laughs> self care. Yeah. Okay, doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah, but because um, some people are more on the religious side, yeah. but there's uh, other kinds of ways to be connected with yourself without being religious. Exactly. So, what do you have to say about that? I think personally, like grounding and being, and even on the whole religious versus spiritual um, discussion, I think like spiritual self care doesn't have to mean anything particular it's like whatever brings you peace and makes you feel like you're i don't know just grounded and present in my in my in my mind you know yeah so um for me i know some things that um pop out to me when we talk about this is just like mindfulness um breathing (laughs) i it's such a i always laugh when i say it because we're always breathing we're always breathing but it's like taking that time to do do those like you know the four, four, six, breathe in, breathe mm-hmm. in for four, hold for four, release for six. You know, that's the cu- type type of breathing that really helps me to feel grounded and helps me to feel, um, even that as as we said, that spiritual um, self care. And actually, see on here, spending time in nature, mm-hmm. that's a good one. There's research. Um, Psychology Today is one of their sources that I read. I read all the time, mm-hmm. and they have a few articles on how being in nature is so restorative mm-hmm. I, I think that's like the word of today yeah <laughs> restorative because we breathe more mm-hmm. right because we're trying to breathe in what's around us and then we're more mindful c- we're just trying to capture what we see and we're just more in tune with our senses which is kind of what mindfulness is is mm-hmm. being really in tune with our senses what we see how we're feeling mm-hmm. what we're touching so yeah being in nature is so important for spiritual self-care yeah, I, I agree. I think even just walking from one area to another area, so like from walking here to maybe the wellness center and just really observing the things that are in front of us, even if you have your headphones and still like using your other senses, like your sight, your touch, you know, just all that stuff or your smell. Um, 
something that popped out to me on on our list of <laughs> some of them is recognizing the things that give meaning to our life. So, and that goes back to the like religious versus spiritual like conversation because it can mean it can be anything. You know, for some people maybe it's you know your dog, maybe it's like. I don't know, being able to go to Starbucks at 8 a.m. every morning. You know, I don't know. There's so many things. Yeah. It could be some smaller things. And I, I think in other words, mm-hmm. is practicing gratitude. Gratitude, yes. yes. That is so, and that is restorative spiritually. It is um, it is one of those things that help us with our spirituality practicing gratitude. Like you said, it doesn't, it's not a religious thing. Mm-hmm. It's simply being grateful that you did make it yeah. to Starbucks at eight in the morning and there wasn't a line. Exactly. Right? It's like, oh, thank you, yeah. universe. Or yeah. thank you. You know, like, I am grateful for this moment that this worked out the way that it did in my favor today. Yeah. Right. Just those things that make you feel alive, you know, <laughs> make you feel good. Um, yeah. So next on my list is professional self-care. Uh. Yeah. That, go- that goes back to our conversation about taking time off for yourself. <laughs> Right. Well, when I think about that, um, when I think about that, I think about like boundaries sometimes, you know, that's exactly where I was yeah. going with this. Yeah. Being so being able to say no. Mm-hmm. So can you give me an example of what that would look like? <laughs> um, I think that we should become more comfortable with um, delegating, you know, or even saying if we're not if. We know our cup is full. We don't want to keep adding things to it to where it runs over. And we feel, as you said earlier, like burnt out, unmotivated, like maybe even a little bit more irritable because you're not maintaining those boundaries when you know your cup is kind of full. So being able to say no, being able to communicate that in an effective way and, you know, hold your ground with it and stick to it. And if you feel like you can't say no, maybe delegating some of those tasks, those bigger tasks to people around you as well. Exactly. I wouldn't have said it any better. Oh, stop. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very important, being able to say no mm-hmm. to new tasks, um, excessive new responsibilities, because like we did say earlier, mm-hmm. you can't be as productive or ha- produce quality work sometimes if you're burnt out. You know, some people are like, I can function under all this <laughs> pressure. But is it at the best, mm-hmm. at your best capability? Quality. It's about the quality, right? Yeah, and it's and it's also recognizing that we can't do everything, and that's okay. That's okay if we can't do everything. You know, we're humans. We're not like robots, mm-hmm. so we can't do every single task that is offered. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- um, kind of going back to what we we're saying, taking breaks during work. Mm-hmm. In my personal experience, I've had jobs where I just what what's a break? <laughs> and it's like, and you just work through what would be your breaks. And that irritability mm-hmm. spikes up and you end up taking it home with you and just like all that anxiety, you didn't take a break. Mm-hmm. I have only myself to blame for that, right? During yeah. those times, I just didn't take those breaks. So it's so important that we do understand breaks are essential, right? Mm-hmm. And a legal responsibility. Yeah, literally. <laughs> legally. And, and even thinking about exactly. it, you also, even if you get the break, being really firm on it and not working through your break because you might have it. You mm-hmm. might have that legal responsibility and it's there, but then, you know, you find yourself, oh, I got to finish this right here. Mm-hmm. Then you 45 minutes goes and you have to eat lunch, and then right. that just um, 
impacts the other areas of self-care that we talked about, like the physical, you know, eating a balanced meal and like the mental and all that stuff. Like how, how is it a quality break? Mm-hmm, right. Exactly. So I guess we're talking about quality again, where we are taking the breaks, but are we disconnecting from work? Mm-hmm. Are we t- taking the time to eat our nutrients mm-hmm. the way we're supposed to? The, you know, so yeah, quality has a lot to do with what um, self-care is about. Yeah. Like what are you doing? And so, Self-care, for example, let's go back to the physical self-care. If I am trying to eat healthier, self-care isn't me indulging in a big old chocolate cake mm-hmm. after I had a whole week of self-care, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we forget, like, self-care, or we don't understand that self-care isn't to indulge, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to avoid my responsibilities and just sit in this tub. <laughs> and yeah, so that's not self-caring. Self-caring is to actually engage in what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. as well, but also acknowledging your other the other realms. Like you can't attend to some responsibilities mm-hmm. without attending to others. Yeah. So it's kind of going into our discussion about healthy versus unhealthy. Right. <laughs> coping skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coping skills. It kind of like they it's there's like a fine line between the two. Mm-hmm. Um but coping, people are like, yeah, I cope. <laughs> in what way? Yeah, <laughs> but how are you, are you coping in a healthy way or an unhealthy way? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, substances is very common, right? People, mm-hmm. um, oh, I, I had a, you know, I had wine to deal with the situation, mm-hmm. to unwind. Or I procrastinated. I just decided not to attend to this. Mm-hmm. I just kind of shoved it under a rug and just played video games to cope. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, to cope with the anxiety of doing yeah. this responsibility, but that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. You got to get to it at some point. Yeah, it's a, it's a balance that, like, when we even think about this, co- like, coping skills, when we think about distractions as a coping skill, it is a coping skill to distract mm-hmm. yourself. But doing anything for an excessive period of time, like, any coping skill could become, ne- like, there's a pro and a con to everything that we do in life. So if we never get to the heart of the emotion or the heart of whatever might have triggered us to use this coping skill, then... It's just going to be pushed off for another day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, distractions are a coping yeah. skill. And like you said, there should be some boundaries around that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, understanding what's healthy for you, because it could be different for different people, yeah. depending on, like you said, what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I, I use this a lot in um, – I, I, I'm going to – I guess talk about it. Mm-hmm. But when I have clients, they're like, I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. I've tried all the coping skills mm-hmm. and nothing works. And I'm like, we, c- we I always ask this. Mm-hmm. This might sound familiar to some people that <laughs> may tune into this. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, having like one coping skill mm-hmm. isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Have you tried or so, for example, what's happened? I'm, I always ask if we're trying to get super physically fit we're trying to get our beach bodies Mm -hmm. and we're super unhealthy and far from getting to our beach bodies so we're trying to get to our beach bodies does one broccoli meal out of a whole (laughs) week of fried chicken get you to your beach body it does not it does not it doesn't i i can tell you (laughs) (laughs) you know from personal experience from personal experience (laughs) it does not get you to your beach body and let's say that you had broccoli for a whole week Mm -hmm. out of yeah the whole week are you going to get to your beach body? You're not. You're not. And you're going to get sick of broccoli. Yep. You're going to get sick of broccoli. You're going to get sick of the whole thing. And you're just going to end up 
not even wanting to engage mm-hmm. in healthy eating because you don't see the results, right? Yeah, exactly. So I tell my clients, I'm like, you have to diversify throughout the day different nutrients, right? Mm-hmm. Carbs, proteins, um, all kind, you know, fruits, vegetables. Mm-hmm. You have to do all of that. You also need to phone a friend. Mm-hmm. You need to have that support. Phone a friend to keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. Go to the gym. So engage in some behavior, some physical mm-hmm. behavior, so behavior activation. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> fancy word for that. <coughs> to in to get to your beach body, and not just for a week, mm-hmm. but over time for you to see the actual yeah results. And so the same thing goes for mental health, right? And people are like, oh, I had this. I've I've been doing all of these things, but you use it sporadically mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of fried chicken. Yep, <laughs> yep. Fried chicken metaphor. Yeah, in America, <laughs> but maybe in real life too. Maybe we don't know. In real life too. We don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you think with all of those unhealthy coping skills, yeah. you know, that's gonna you're gonna get to your your healthy goals of feeling happier and more satisfied. No. Yeah, it's like. I sent out this video, I think it was last week, and it was talking about coping skills, and it was like, someone can say, oh, my car doesn't work, my brakes don't work, but if you're not, like, doing the maintenance of your brakes, right? So let's just say you're not doing any maintenance of your brakes, or maybe your brakes do work, and you're going down a hill, like a really fast hill, you're going 100 miles per hour, and then you decide to brake right before you get to the collision, is it that your brakes don't work, or were you not, like, maintaining the brakes before you know preparing for that like situation that's going to happen in advance or you and you just decide okay now there's a chaotic situation in front of me i need to stop exactly some people wait and i i I saw that video Mm -hmm. by the way awesome video um yes Mm -hmm. like that makes perfect sense some people don't understand that maintain maintenance is Mm -hmm. important and they wait till events Mm -hmm. that are not favorable to happen to start using it and it's some, what I've used in the past, well, what ends up happening is that people associate these healthy coping skills to the unpleasant time. Yeah. If you are only using it when things are hitting the mm-hmm. fan, they associate it to that, and they don't they don't want to use it. It's like, oh, this only I only do this when I f- don't feel good about Ooh, myself or this happened. And it's like, wait, don't wait to use it when things aren't going well. Literally, like I don't know how many people who are listening use the WellTrack app? But I know a lot of people who tell me they use the WellTrack app. They say, oh, my mood was really low, like, every time I used it. I'm like, well, we don't really know what's going on the other times because you want to use it consistently when it's low, when it's high, you know, as a maintenance. Because if you only remember it when it's low, then you're not really releasing those emotions, seeing any trends and what's going on. Um, yeah, over time. Y- it's very selective mm-hmm. to only when you're not feeling well, <laughs> then we can't follow the trends. Exactly. You can't really track progress mm-hmm. because you're only looking at it at those particular times versus if you were to do it like s- scheduled every mm-hmm. single day at this time, I'm yeah. going to just check in with myself. Yeah. It's like journaling. Like yeah. you want to ground yourself every, like make that maintenance, make it a, I think what you said is really important. Like put in time in our schedule for our coping skills, put in time in our schedule for our self-care. We have time. Hopefully we have time for like lunch. We have time for work. But why don't we have time for self-care or coping? Like whether it's an hour a day, 20 minutes a day, you can start low from like five minutes and work your way up to an hour if you're someone who feels really busy. But once you make that habit, it's going to be there. And it's going to always be there even if you're having a good day or a bad day. Exactly. Awesome. I'm snapping. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I think that these are valuable points. I think that everyone needs to hear about coping skills, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do you think that we should mention? Um, I think some things that I have on, like, some of the coping skills that we can also talk about is um, thought challenging, which is sometimes a form of cope. Like, sometimes I, a trend I often notice with my peers, with, you know, just people in general is how we talk about ourselves, how we, like, like the type of thoughts we engage in. You know what I'm saying? Like self um like affirmations, no, or like, like negative self talk. Like so, talk. like, mm-hmm. in a sense, sometimes over. Okay, how do I get? How do I say this? So over a period of time. So if over the last twenty years of my life, I have always been saying this negative thought about myself, like, "Oh, I'm not smart enough. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't, you know, work hard enough or anything like that." Those are going to be the thoughts that are always ruminating through my head, right? But if we never take a chance to you know, address those thoughts and, like, challenge those thoughts, those are going to continue to be the thoughts that ruminate through my head for the next 20 years. Right. Right? So I think even when we think about coping, we also want to think about our, like, cognitive coping skills as well, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I know that this is something that I want us to be addressing throughout the podcast, Mm -hmm. but definitely as a healthy coping skill, kind of having those positive affirmations Mm -hmm. and also, like, the challenging, I think that's, like, that is hard work, mm-hmm. right? To be humble. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm saying that we're not humble, <laughs> but we are we are not as compassionate with ourselves mm-hmm. as we are with other people. So practicing self-compassion by kind of understanding maybe my perspective on myself being this harsh might not be accurate. Right. And so kind of really forcing ourselves. How do you how would you tell people that aren't used to like the therapeutic relationship or environment? Um, how would you address this situation how can they how would you tell them you need to challenge your level one thinking or that cognitive bias negative self-talk well stephanie i'm glad you asked (laughs) (laughs) so this is something that comes up all the time with um the clients i see and i'll like if you're oh my gosh i don't know i'm getting tongue-tied but i often tell them to put yourself in the position of someone you love and care about. So switch spots real quick. Um, in case you can't have that self-compassion for yourself yet, okay, let's pretend that your favorite cousin came to you and they said, oh my gosh, I am not smart enough, I'm not cool enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not working hard enough. What would you tell them? So these thoughts that you're having about yourself, what if they came and told you that about themselves? What would you say? And it forces you, because we're so much easier on other people, mm-hmm. so it forces you to kind of be kinder to yourself, but just switching that perspective, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a little bit easier to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's a wonderful start, especially um, when we're talking about people that maybe haven't even started a therapeutic mm-hmm. relationship. Um, so it's, it's, it's something that anyone could do from wherever you are. Yeah. Right? You could just pretend that you're talking to someone that you care about mm-hmm. and that can kind of challenge that initial thought. Yeah. I think that it's important that we, bring up again like the maintenance thing right Mm -hmm. we don't have to be in a therapeutic setting just when things are going poorly either so challenging these thoughts and using healthy coping skills kind of also can be started in a therapeutic environment Mm -hmm. and I think people are like oh I have I'm not in any kind of crisis I'm not in any kind of nothing really horrible is going on 
so I don't need a therapist. I don't mm-hmm. need to be involved. Like there's a lot of pushback there, but it's really good for at least challenging mm-hmm. some of our worldviews, our cognitive biases. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the idea of I'm going to therapy after I'm like right in front of this this wall and I'm going 100 miles per hour down this hill. I can't. I mean, it, it you can you can go, um, but. It'd be good if, you know, that maintenance is happening a little bit before, you know, or you're starting to think about those things. Or even if you're feeling okay, checking in with, you know, you know, there's just a lot of stigma when it comes to therapy and stuff in general, too. So, you know, there's that. I don't know. That's true. Like not to wait where um, life is not linear. Mm -hmm. It goes up and down. Yeah. It it could be really happy or it can be really the complete opposite. Right. And having buffer, like buffering those blows mm-hmm. as time happens because it, it does it will happen something can happen mm-hmm. and yeah our emotional state isn't this stagnant thing so kind of ha- always having some kind of something to fall back on mm-hmm. when they aren't going well mm-hmm. or favorable mm-hmm. yeah so i think that um this has been great <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm i think that if there's any, do you think that there's anything else that you would want to address when it comes to coping skills or self care that we haven't discussed? Um, I think I think we've talked about most of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the main takeaway is just remembering the difference between healthy and unhealthy coping skills, and knowing what works for you, as well as that maintenance, which is a current like a theme that we kind of talked about throughout the whole thing. Yes, it is maintaining. Mm-hmm health yep mentally yeah (laughs) yeah and also remembering self-care doesn't have to be this daunting word since everyone those that are those that around so often we don't have to feel like oh self-care okay she she's saying to do this and whatever you know really tap into what does taking care of yourself mean to you what fills your your tank what makes you feel you know good you know restored restored yes rejuvenated you know so really personalizing self-care and not, I know since it's such a fad right now, not just making that push you away from actually engaging in it. Exactly. And maximizing on our experiences, we, we end up producing quality mm-hmm. when we do. Awesome, Maisha. I appreciate you. you for your time. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. This is great. Thank you again. And from whenever and wherever you are, we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you.